When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. For multiple bonus shows per week and access to our full podcast archive featuring in-depth interviews, movie commentaries, and live shows, please check out the Steel Wars Patreon podcast feed. The content club level is just $3 a month and is chock full of Star Wars fun and really helps the ongoing production of the show. All the bonus shows download into your podcast app like any other show. Give a month a try at patreon.com forward slash steelwars. Link is in this episode's show notes. And if you do, hit us up for a question for the weekly Patreon Q&A. And now on with the show. I really hope you enjoy it. When Disney and Star Wars fan Scott Lagwig attended this week's Disney shareholders meeting, he didn't expect to become the talk of Star Wars Twitter after posting about the never-before-seen Star Wars Episode 9 footage he had just witnessed. We talked to Scott about everything he saw in the footage, from screen-ready explosions to behind-the-scenes action shots of a back-flipping, lightsaber-wielding Daisy Ridley, and so much more, including Lando Carizian. Uh, there was a scene with uh, the first time we see Lando, just very briefly, but it's like, ah, there he is. Okay, run us through Lando. M- mustached, I'm assuming? Uh, yes, uh, pretty much like you'd expect. I mean, obviously a much older Lando than, than we're used to seeing. Uh, the outfit appeared to be purple, so very reminiscent of what he was wearing uh, in Empire. Uh, not sure if it's exactly the same, but it was that same coloring. And it looked like he was on, we think he was on the Falcon. And very similar to the way Han, you know, when he walked on board and kind of, hey, we're home and just kind of touching things. You're pretty deep into Star Wars. What was it like seeing Lando again? I mean, it, it, it was awesome. This is Steel Wars episode 199, episode 9, first footage. Scott Ladwig's eyewitness account of the Disney shareholders meeting. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And each week we talk to someone of interest about it. And today on a very special episode, we are talking to someone that found themselves in the eye of the Star Wars Twitter hurricane. He is one of the few people, relatively, that has actually seen footage from Star Wars Episode Nine, Untitled. Welcome to the podcast, Scott Ladwig. How are you doing, Scott? Uh, pretty good. Thanks for having me. You've had quite a day. Not only did you see footage from Star Wars Episode Nine at the Disney shareholders meeting and, and, and all these other you know films that are coming out, very exciting, but... Um, your dad had a uh, an incident that, that's led him to hospital. Is is and but he's okay. 
Yeah, he's he seemed he's feeling fine. Uh, his pulse is uh, heart rate's a little bit higher than it should be. Uh, actually, it was quite a bit higher than it should be when they first uh, took him to the hospital, but they brought it down somewhat, but it's not quite where they want it to be. So they're keeping him overnight, but uh, he's pretty hopeful that he'll get to go home tomorrow. Awesome. That is so good. I, I guess you shouldn't have been so detailed in telling him all the uh, details from the footage that you saw. Yeah, it was just a little bit too much for him. <laughs> Well, I, I think your tweets today may have sent some other people to the hospital just quietly. You are, what, what was that whole experience like to all of a sudden? I, I think it was uh, the great Twitter account, Sleemo, that was the first one to uh, pick up on your tweets. But how was that, that it, all of a sudden the, uh, the, the, the world's uh, Twitter nerddom was, was just desperate for information. Yeah, that totally caught me by surprise. You know, I went to the shareholders meeting today just expecting to see, you know, get a lot of good Disney content. Wasn't even thinking about Star Wars really all that much. How and, dare uh, you? I, and it was, well, there's just so much there. It's almost like uh, uh, Disney does a big, uh, uh, every two years there's a big Disney D23 Expo, which is kind of like Disney Comic Con. Oh. And so there's just so much content there. And the shareholders meeting is like a little mini Disney D23 Expo, you get, you know, a little bit of everything that the company's doing. And so there was so much stuff to think about it. It didn't occur to me until I actually arrived at the theater that, oh, hey, we're probably going to see, you know, the first footage from episode nine today. So before the meeting, they take your phone because they don't want anybody taking any footage or pictures mm -hmm. or recording anything. And so that went into a little bag. And so, you know, you enter that period for a couple hours where you don't have your phone, which feels very unnatural, you that, know, in these days. What was what was the waiting time between did you did you give them the phone or did they put it in a special bag? It, it goes in a special bag. At this meeting they had it was kind of like a soft pouch. They put the phone in and then they use the kind of the locking mechanism like they have at the uh, department stores with the little magnetic locks. Yeah. You have your phone with you. So it, it's it's there. You can touch it. You can, you know, feel it almost almost ready to go. But you have to sit there and absorb all that information and not be able to, to share any of it. And so you're, you're relying on your notes and on your memory. And there's just so much there that, you know, it's like, oh, how am I going to remember all of this? And, so, and the meeting itself is an hour, hour and a half, you know. So, so you're relying on your notes, your memory, and your Google glasses that you've smuggled in. Is that right? Or yeah. Not? yeah. If, if only. They're, they're pretty good at spotting stuff, so uh, we, we were all good. At the solo premiere last year, they, they put the, the phone in the little bag, and it's like, fine, I get to go see a, a brand-new Star Wars film. This is the best. But that, I was in the, I was in the cinema, maybe because I was a bit too keen to see the film, but as with many other people, but like for an hour and it was, we had to rely on conversation and stuff. It was, it was really, it was really <laughs> disgusting. What, what was your waiting time between um, phone lockage and, and actual, the, the Bob Iger show? Uh, I got to the meeting probably a little under an hour beforehand. And so the phone was gone for about a good hour before the meeting actually started. And the meeting itself starts out with, with Bob showing a sizzle reel. Uh, of all sorts of stuff going on with Disney. And then it, it kind of cuts into the business portion where the uh, general counsel gets up and talks about the number of, you know, shares cast and 
different different ballot initiatives and so fairly boring but they get that over with pretty quick and then bob comes back out and talks about more things and that's kind of the, the long portion mm-hmm. of the actual meeting so an hour before the meeting and then an hour and a half two hours in the meeting uh so probably without the phone for a good three hours so i was Oof. kind of getting the shakes there at the end horrible horrible it's like the 90s yes. all over again <laughs> I guess what people might be wondering is is how like are you are you a shareholder like in in Disney do you go, are you going as a fan or to find out like how many uh, sweet bunts you're going to be making this year? <laughs> uh, I am a shareholder. We have, we have a few shares, um, but I mostly go to the meeting as as a fan, less so than a shareholder. But you do have to be a shareholder to go uh, or know a shareholder. It's it's otherwise not open to the public. How many shares do I need to get into one of these meetings? Can I can I can I just get one share? Like if I'm not just greedy? One. one. Just one. That's all you need. Yep. Oh my god, that was. I I think that the news of that, that one share will get you into the Disney shareholders meeting, could like provide a surge in Disney shares as millions of Star Wars and Marvel and 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 fans buy their one share. I'm not sure if that could make a big effect on the price, but <laughs> once word gets out, I think they're going to need a uh, a bigger stadium. Now, I'm interested to know when they were talking about Star Wars, who, who was the person sizzling Star Wars? Was, was it Bobby I himself, or? Uh, yeah. So, and there were there were two sections where we saw Star Wars footage. There was the initial sizzle reel that showed again. It was it was all sorts of things. So it wasn't just star wars they were showing espn they were showing abc shows they were showing people at the theme parks scenes from movies and so stuff was sprinkled in there and so you might have you know 20 seconds of here's star wars footage or here's some stuff from abc and so that was the first point where we got to see these very quick cuts just a brief you know half a second second of a scene and then they would go on to something else and so we saw that footage there then in the later segment, uh, after the business portion was done and, and Bob had more time to kind of talk about different things, he ran through their whole movie slate for the year, uh, which is quite extensive. And they saved Star Wars for last since that's you know coming out at the end of the year. And what he had talked about is that uh, you know they just started doing editing and that they didn't really have finished footage for the most part to show but that J.J. had put together a little bit of some behind-the-scenes uh, footage and some other scenes uh, to show us for the, for Star Wars since there wasn't a trailer or an extended scene to show. And that's what they ran, uh, you know, fair, fairly short, but uh, we got to see some more scenes in there, and those lasted a little bit longer. Okay, so during the sizzle reel, and, you know, w- w- when you suggest that footage from ESPN, sports, would be mixed in with Star Wars, I'm... <laughs> I'm kind of disgusted, but I'll, 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 I'll let it go because I want to find out. But in that sizzle reel, was that footage like classic Star Wars or was it from the new film? Uh, from the new film. Ooh, that's – it's it's almost mean to, to show <laughs> it that quick and, 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 and not allow Google Glasses if they still even – if I don't even know if they're a thing. I'm not sure why I'm on Google Glasses, but that seems like <laughs> – a good way to spy on um, the Disney Corporation. But um, what did you recall from like those quick glimpses? Uh, like I had talked about on Twitter, and, and it's funny now going back, it's, it's that you, you wish you could watch it two or three times and kind of bird it in a little bit. That one, one 
shot at it is hard to remember and you don't know when the footage is coming because you're just watching it all run together and all of a sudden your brain registers is like i'm looking at star wars now mm -hmm. um i i remember vividly there was the scene uh with kylo ren kind of in this big white room white space looking down at something that kind of opens and slides open and then you saw the charred remains of, of darth vader's helmet uh, and he didn't look like he was having a great day he was looking pretty pretty down um Got a lot of questions too. Man, a lot of people were asking about his hair <laughs> and his mood, and I, I really had trouble answering some of those. I, I, um, I one of my fa <laughs> one of my favorite ones was someone asked you if he was bald. Yeah, if he was bald, right? Yeah, and I'm I don't know where that came from, but I can assure people that in that scene he was not bald. And, you know. I don't. I, that that one really threw me. But uh, there's a lot of interest in, in Kylo Ren's appearance. I, I'd like the thought that because I think like some fans have photoshopped him bald as a bit of a joke, and it's sort of become a thing. Uh, but I like the idea that he's not shaved bald, but he's just got male pattern baldness, and he's just he's <laughs> he's he's got like a George Costanza type uh, hairdo going. That would be. Uh, that would be a bold move, bold move uh, in, in the direction of the franchise if they did that. Yes, that would be um, yeah, very brazen on JJ's part. Now, um, did he have any like like scars still? Did you recall that? I don't recall. The, the, the way the scene was shot is you were kind of down looking up at him. And honestly, with all that white, it was just hard to, you know, Star Wars does really bright whites with those interiors mm -hmm. in, in the Blockade Runner and the original and all the way through. I don't know what it is about white, but they really like that. And so it almost made it kind of difficult to, to, to make things out a little bit. And so uh, I don't recall uh, the, the, the presence of the scar and how much of the scar was there. So, and what about the, we'll have to wait and see. the room? Oh, I, I am waiting and seeing Don't worry about that. Um, you've, you, you, you've, your tweet sold at least one ticket today, Scott. I, <laughs> I, I, I am booked in. Um, and, and did the room, I, I saw someone theorize that maybe it's like a meditation chamber, like from Empire Strikes Back. Was it like bigger than that size, would you say? Or Hard to say. I, I, I mean, that was a good suggestion. I mean, it was definitely, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Um, I saw some other people were talking about, and, and, and I will admit, I have not been keeping up with the rumor mill and the leaks and the screen grabs and people, all the stuff people are talking about. So I kind of felt like I was a little unprepared for some of the questions because I didn't know as much as maybe what they knew. Um, but uh, somebody had mentioned something about uh, a ship that was all white, you know, an all white interior, and that could have been it. Um, so it, 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 it looked like the inside of a ship to me. Uh, just based on other other kind of the look and feel and design, but uh, could not say exactly. But he definitely did have this container or this place to keep the uh, the helmet. He he really should have eBayed that in like 2015. That's when I feel like that <laughs> helmet would have been at the the best value for reselling. Was um like what what, what sort of audience? is in the room like I, I i would imagine like if it was a star wars fan convention that you know i've been to many of i've been to the the d23 convention as well and like was there a like a reaction from the audience to see the vader helmet again i didn't really register um necessarily a, a reaction to that the audience is is, is 
varied. I mean, there's a lot of there's older folks, there's kids there with their parents. Um, a, a fair amount of people are there as fans, not as you know interested in the uh, uh, business results. So, but but it, there's so much going on in that sizzle. There really isn't enough time for people to really react to anything. We're just kind of mm. all holding our breath, I think. Because that was the brilliant thing about um, that original trailer that revealed the Darth Vader helmet. It it went to black like after each mm-hmm. reveal, so you had a chance to right like cry or cheer or, or or gasp and stuff. It's um the the black going to black is very important in Star Wars trailers, I think, because you need that time to black out essentially. Now, did Bob Iger like it? It's no secret that the last film, The Last Jedi, or the last saga film, it, it had a very, like, mixed reaction. And was there any sort of selling of that or mention of it or the performance of Solo, which was, like, extremely disappointing? Um, or was it, like, was there any sort of acknowledgement that at that at all? Or was it just, like, rah, rah, rah sort of thing? Uh, no acknowledgement of, of any of the previous films. It was pretty much all um, promotion for, for the new, new slate of movies, so all very positive. Okay. I'm just looking at a few of the notes that, you, that I made of your tweets. Um, an, ex- mm-hmm. an explosion knocking stormtroopers in a starship hangar bay. Mm-hmm. I guess the regular First Order stormtroopers? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically the scene was, I mean, kind of your typical, you know, starship hangar, hangar bay. Um, several of those stormtroopers and some, I don't know if they're like cargo type containers or containers kind of scattered around the bay. And I don't know if it was a ship firing or what it was that actually calling the explosion, but definitely a huge explosion and, and troopers kind of being all blown back. Um, and one thing to note, too, kind of when you're talking about the trailer and, and going to black before it's one thing for people, you know, some people are thinking that we're seeing an actual trailer for the movie and we're not. We are seeing just, you know, real quick scenes that, you know, aren't, aren't cut in any specific way. You know, there was a scene early on, I think in the very beginning of the sizzle reel, when you, when we cut to the Star Wars content, uh, that it, it was a ship kind of like a, a rebel blockade runner, like from the early film in a kind of a hangar of some sort in a building, not, you know, on a planet, uh, kind of mossy and overgrown, just a very quiet scene that, that there was stuff like that. And so, but you only see that for maybe a split second and then boom, you're on to the next thing. Mm. It's, it's so funny. Cause you go like mossy and overgrown and I'm like, Oh, space moss. That's so exciting. <laughs> it's, it's space a, moss is the best moss. It's a, it's quite a ridiculous fandom that uh, we're involved <laughs> in. And, and when the, like the main sort of chunk of star Wars was shown at the end, was there, I guess, any acknowledgement that it, it it didn't have a name yet, or when it would be named, or no, no mention of the of a, any reveal uh, at the very end. You know, the the title card they showed kind of faded in Star Wars, and then in between the the words, it just kind of faded in Episode Nine. And a friend I was with, we were kind of wondering. I was like, "And are we gonna get the? No, we're not gonna get the title. It's still just Episode Nine, okay?" And that was asking a lot. I mean, just seeing the footage, you know, they can't give you everything all at once. They kind of got to give you a little taste here and a little taste there. So, what juicy tastes they are, you know? Oh, they were. They definitely were. They're the scene, the uh, the scene with Ray and some of the others moving out, and obviously all with weapons. And she had Chewie's bowcaster. Was a really cool scene. 
there was a scene with uh, the first time we see Lando, just very briefly, but it's like, ah, there he is. He's there. Okay, run us through Lando. That was a great scene. Run us through Lando. Mustached, I'm assuming? Uh, yes, uh, pretty much like you'd expect. I mean, obviously a much older Lando than, than we're used to seeing. Uh, the outfit appeared to be purple, so very reminiscent of what he was wearing uh, in Empire. Uh, not sure if it's exactly the same, but it was that same coloring. And it looked like he was on, we think he was on the Falcon. And very similar to the way Han, you know, when he walked on board and kind of, hey, we're home and just kind of touching things. It, it was Lando, if I remember right, he was moving from right to left on the ship. And there was kind of like something in the middle that he, was obscuring him. And as he came past it, then you you got a good look at his face from the side. And he kind of put his hand out and touched and just kind of had a, I think he was smiling, if I remember right. Um, like, again, it was very quick, but it was definitely, you, your brain registered that, oh, pay attention to this, this is Lando. You know, this is important. Oh, my God. I, I've never wanted that Vulcan mind meld technology or skill now. I'm just, like, picturing what you're saying and just, like, going, I wish I could see that. I wish I could see that. <laughs> could you see his cape status? No. We only saw him pretty much from the shoulders up and just the, kind of the the just a little bit of that. And since he was behind this thing on the ship, you didn't really get a, get a good view of kind of his back. Cause we, we see his face coming from, you know, coming into view and it pretty much cut there. So cannot see the Cape, but I'm, I'm pretty confident there might, there has to be a Cape there. I mean, Lando does not go anywhere without a Cape. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Now uh, like you, you don't seem like, you know, you're not keeping up on the latest rumors, but you know, you, you're dropping blockade runner and stuff. So you, you you're pretty, deep into star wars what was it like seeing lando again i mean it 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 was awesome i mean land i mean lando is just cool he was cool the first time we saw him billy d williams is cool the character's cool and it's just right that he's there you know it's been great in the animated series having him providing the voice for the character at, at different points, um, but there's nothing like seeing him on screen. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how he fits into the story. Oh, me too. I'm. You just just gave me goosebumps talking about it. I'm uh, very excited. Independently produced podcasts like Steel Wars live and breathe from listener word of mouth. Listeners just like you. If you're enjoying this week's episode, please take a few seconds to share or retweet the episode announcement on Facebook or Twitter. The new episode announcement is always pinned to the top of our feeds. It really helps us get new listeners and it is so appreciated. So please, pod it forward. Explain if you can go into a bit more detail about what the shot with Ray holding Chewie's bowcaster. They, I, I think that might've been the scene that had some dialogue. They were talking, talking about that they're all in it together or something like that. Um, I don't, I don't think that scene had any dialogue. Okay. I, I remember it was like her, I think Finn, there were a couple of them. They were, they were, you know, they had weapons at the ready. I don't think they were firing, but they were kind of coming out, you know, into view. Um, and I just remember her kind of holding the bowcaster and, and, you know, taking note of that and kind of looked like she was getting ready to fire it. There was a scene later. So I, I, I can't oh, remember just, exactly, just, but, just, they, but they were talking. Just sticking on that, was mm -hmm. the, the bowcaster must like really dwarf Ray? Did it seem like, like super big with her holding it? 
it, it did look quite large. I mean, you know, it looked big when Han was holding it, you know, when he got his chance to try it out. And it definitely is, is, is a large weapon. Excellent. Now, yeah, so go on to the, the scene with the actual uh, dialogue. I, the, it, there was it, there was actually very little dialogue in what we saw, but I do recall there was there was one point where it was her, it was Finn, it was Poe, and and I can't remember if it was Ray saying it was like somebody was going to go off and do something, and 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 she was making the comment or somebody else was making the comment that you know no we're going to do this all together. Um, don't know what it is they're going to go do, but uh, it, it, there there were multiple scenes where we saw you know all three of them in in one spot, which is which is nice to see them back all together again. Whereas you know in the previous film they were all kind of had their separate storylines. Oh, but but Scott, who cares what they're going to go do as long as they're doing it all together? <laughs> that that it just mm-hmm. it, that just oh, it, it just so excites me. Now, um, well, of course, um, we've only ever seen Ray and Poe together for you know like forty five seconds at the end of the Last Jedi. That's the only yeah. scene they've had together. So that's a dynamic that we have not seen at all. So that wasn't the scene on the Falcon. That was another scene on the mossy planet. I, I it was not a, it was not in the scene in the Falcon where they all were in the cockpit together. I, I can't remember. I want to say it was in a hangar. It, it very well could have been that same space where we saw the ship earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe there was any dialogue in the the Falcon scene uh, where they were all in the cockpit. So on the Falcon, you've got you've got Poe, Finn, and Ray in the cockpit. Is that right? Yes, it was uh, uh, Ray and Finn. We're up front. There was somebody else behind Finn, but I, I couldn't play, or I, I don't remember registering who it was. And my friend I was with, I had asked him, and he couldn't recall either. And then Poe walks in. He's, you know, he's the last one. He walks in and then kind of straps in. But I, I, I racked my brain trying to think of who it was who was in the other seat, and I could not remember. So no Chewbacca. So, did don't recall seeing Chewbacca anywhere, which alarmed some people online. And I kind of wanted to say, hey, folks, relax. We saw literally probably like a minute and a half of the movie. I have a pretty good feeling Chewbacca's going to have some some screen time. So, Well, his bowcaster's in it, so. Yeah, his bowcaster's there, and you know, which some people, that, that seemed to upset some people that she had Chewie's bowcaster, but I'm sure there's a really good reason for it. I mean, Han was using it before, and, you know, so uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was all legit. I think I asked you this one on Twitter and you kindly but it was Ray that was piloting the Falcon into your memory. It, I, yes. I mean, they were not flying in that scene. I think they were getting ready to leave, uh, but she w- was in the pilot seat. Yes. Excellent. Now, what about this marketplace scene with Ray and aliens? It looked like, I mean, very, I mean, it kind of reminded me of the, the, the scene on Jakku with the different kind of stalls and, and, and vendors. It, it wasn't that same setup, but it was kind of a similar thing. And again, we didn't see a, a large section of the screen. It was kind of fairly focused in, but it looked like there were different stalls and she was making her way through there. It looked like it was a sandy space. Really get a good look at the people. It, it, you could see figures there. And there was one point in the uh, behind the scenes footage where they sort of started to focus in on a character who did appear to be, you know, an alien in some kind of get up. Um, but it, it didn't focus real sharp and then quick moved on to the next scene. So not really sure what it was we saw, but it, it was definitely, I think one of the, one of the characters in that, in that scene. It must be the return of Constable Zuvio. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think JJ has to give him his due in this, uh, 
in this movie, I think. <laughs> I'm curious, did it... Like, obviously, being a Disney fan, you're familiar with the how Galaxy's Edge looks. And um, mm-hmm. did it look like that at all? Or a completely more of a Tatooine type environment? Uh, I mean, we saw some desert type scenes, but I, looking online and looking the way Batu looks, it's very possible that hangar, kind of that, that mossy, overgrown hangar. You know, that side of Batu and Galaxy's Edge is a forest area, so it's very possible that that may have been, you know, part of that. It, it's it's hard to say. You know, I'm really interested to see where they tie in Batu and, and some of the different stories in that. And so I, I don't know if we saw enough to make that guess, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if, mm. if some of that crossed over. That would be a, a pretty neat surprise. Um, all right, this is very exciting. There was a really cool clip of Daisy doing some wire work, jumping mm-hmm. and turning with a somersault high up in the air with a lightsaber. First up, I guess it's unfinished footage. Well, it's it's not even if you if it's wire work, it's it's the very raw footage, but. Um, do you recall the color of the lightsaber if it had a color? <laughs> I did not. Uh, my friend was pretty sure it was blue. Um, mm-hmm. The prop coloring, you know, it wasn't obviously animated or 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 uh, uh, any kind of effects in it. So he was pretty sure it was blue. I kind of, I think I was focusing on her doing the somersault and didn't really register the the lightsaber. I knew she had something in her hand. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with what he had said and go with blue. Okay, and and I have to say, I I I have to vouch for you, Scott. I, I've seen these you know clips where you can't, like where you just see stuff like in a theater, um, and it's not shown again. It is. I remember three things out of the fifty. It is. It is so hard. <laughs> I I'm too busy. Like I get. I I the first big reveal. I just think about that for the next minute. I can't, I can't follow on. It's, it's very hard for me. So uh, I, I admire your, um, how well uh, your memory is. And you were saying that that lightsaber, the flipping shot, she was wearing the, the outfit in that hugging photo that JJ posted. It, it, I, I believe so. I know we saw a couple scenes. There was a scene where she was, the scene where she's kind of walking through that, marketplace or through those stalls she was definitely wearing that that light colored you know very similar to what she was wearing in the previous film but kind of more you know not just thrown together i mean it's it, it's, a, it's a different outfit but it, it's kind of her her look mm. uh, but a very light very not not quite white i don't think some people are saying it's white i thought it was more cream colored but it, it, it's definitely a different look but it's in keeping with kind of her style i think and then you mentioned possibly it was naomi aki Wearing, oh, sorry, not wearing, riding. <laughs> <laughs> she was wearing a horse, riding. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was some images um, that were out there of, I think it was Poe and Finn and Chewbacca and some characters on horses. And the horses seemed to have like markings on them that they could be CG'd, so they, they're, not, they're going to be space horses mm. Um, mm-hmm. once they're in the film. Is it that sort of scene that you think it was? Or It, it could be. We didn't really see what she was riding. What, it kind of, what I remember is her and then 
something that looked like a saddle or something. And, and the way it was moving, you know, it, it, it implied that it was on some kind of animal. But we never actually saw the animal animal they were on. Uh, so one might assume that because they haven't done the animation, they just cropped it. Or they just showed a cropped shot of that. Very po- yeah, very very possible. And I think in a lot of these things, like I said, some of it you're seeing a fairly finished scene, uh, like that hangar scene with the stormtroopers. You know, they were fairly pulled back. Other scenes are very close in, and, and some of that is is obviously they don't want to show you everything. You know, they want to show you that little bit, um, whereas if the camera pulled back, there's probably a lot more you see there that they're not ready for, for folks to know about yet. Mm, mm. Um, I guess... Was there any other things that sort of popped into your head that you saw? That's sort of um, the, the main stuff I, I, I saw you post on Twitter. That's the bulk of it. Like it, it, the the longer you go after it, it's almost like you start to you start to doubt yourself. You're thinking, <laughs> did I really see that, or am I making that up? Uh, the the thing with uh, no, I I I I actually asked my friend on I DM'd him and I'm like, hey, before I tweeted it, I'm like, you know, I re- I'm all of a sudden remember. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Remembering the scene, do you remember that? And he didn't remember it at first, but then somebody had sent him some photo, and he's like, no, I think you're right, because here's a photo they sent me of this. And I'm like, yes, that's the girl we saw. So a little bit. And, and, And that's the thing, because it goes so fast, and you see it so quickly, and you have to make the decision, well, I don't have my phone, so I can't be typing things. I could take notes, but it's a dark theater. I'm just going to stop and I'm going to watch the footage and I'm going to just enjoy it and absorb it. You know, when you're at home and that first trailer comes out, you know, you don't watch it one time. You watch it five, six, seven, eight times over and over and over again mm-hmm. until you can see every detail and you can pause and, and all that stuff. And Bob Iger was not hitting pause on those scenes for us to study them. So, you know, we, we did the best we could to try and uh, figure out what, uh, do a brain dump on what we had. Yeah. Bob, Bob Iger doesn't strike me as a pause type of guy. He, he, <laughs> he, he he's someone that listens to podcasts at 1.5 speed. I think he's uh he's a go, go, go. I guess they, Bob Iger, he wraps it up and this is the last film we've got coming out for the year. Star Wars episode nine, JJ Abrams, Skywalker saga was were all those words said if I if I nailed yes. it so far okay great did say all those words and then the clip goes for a minute it was probably a minute or two mm-hmm. if that you know it, it seemed longer than that but it probably was only a couple minutes okay lights go up what's the audience reaction like. I mean, the audience reaction after each of the different films was pretty good. There was definitely a, a very strong reaction for, for the Star Wars footage. Uh, people people were obviously very enthused about it. Okay. What about, I'll, I'll run you through a few people if, if you saw any hint of them. Now, I guess the, the, the main one that people would be interested in is, is Carrie Fisher. No. Okay. Did, did not see anything there. Okay, Richard E. Grant. I do not recall. 
Okay. Seeing him. Donald Gleason is General Hux. I was looking for him and I did not see him. And and I'll give the caveat: it's very possible some of these people were in there and I just missed it, but did not see any hucks. Okay. Uh, what about Kerry Russell? No. A lot of what they showed us, I think they wanted the you know, with with the characters. They obviously know we've all seen Ray, we've all seen Finn, we you know we've all seen Poe. So there's not a lot of risk in showing them. I think with a lot of the new characters, they're probably keeping that under wraps. Um, like I said, Naomi, we got a brief glimpse and there may have been a couple others that, uh, again, went by too quick, but I have a feeling they're saving some of those for a trailer or, you know, a, a different reveal. The Steel Wars merch store is having a special sale in the lead. The Steel Wars merch store is having a special sale in the lead up to our 200th episode. The first one's pretty easy. Buy one t-shirt, get the second one half off. Or if you really want to fill the cupboard pre-convention season, we are doing mystery boxes of four Steel Wars t-shirts for $39.95. That's under 10 bucks a tee. You will get four randomly selected t-shirt graphics in your size of choice, including such fan favorites as The Force, I'm Ray's Parents, and of course, the Your Snoke Theory Sucked Tee. My need to clear out some stray sizes is your gain. Again, that's four t-shirts for just $39.95. The link is in your show notes or hit steelwars.com. Thanks so much. Now, quite obviously, I feel like you would have mentioned this in the tweets, but I have to ask because he's my guy, Mark Hamill. (laughs) I did not see Mark anywhere. Tell me the truth, Scott. <laughs> Tell me the truth. <laughs> I know Iger's gotten to you. <laughs> no, we, we did not see Mark. But see, that is one where I, if I were JJ, I would not be showing Mark at this point either since we don't really know. You know, I would keep us guessing. I don't even know that I'd show Mark in a trailer. I, I think I'd make people wait and wait for the movie. I would make them wait till the end to see him up to the movie. <laughs> but I, I would wait to make them have to be in the theater before they saw Mark. Yeah, I I would disagree with that one. I think I think J, I think JJ's held back on Mark Hamill just about enough. Um, yeah, yeah, you had your fun in 2015, JJ. I um I want to get my Luke Skywalker figure. I want to get him around September uh, 2019. Thank you very much. Um, one returning cast member that hasn't been mentioned: uh, Kelly Marie Tran as Rose Tico. Any any sign of her? I, I that was one person I was looking for, and I did not see her. Hmm. Okay. Or uh, maybe she changed her hair, and it, I just didn't recognize her because she had that very distinctive hairstyle. And as, as you say, you saw unbelievable things, and, and not just Star Wars, but you know, you saw the the Infinity War, um, Endgame. You saw scenes out of that, which. It actually sounded like you saw an awesome scene out of that with, um, was it Captain Marvel asking the Avengers who's been into space or something like that? That just sounded really fun. Oh, no, it was um, yeah. Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Rocket SA. Yeah, because they started out, the scenes takes place in, in looks like Avengers HQ, and they're kind of figuring out, hey, where do we what are we going to go do? And they're, they're talking about that. But once they make that decision, you see them in, in a ship, and that's where Rocket's asking everyone, all right, who hasn't been to space? And 
Captain America raises his hand and Rhodey raises his hand and I think uh, Natasha and he's like, okay, you know, I don't want anybody to puke in my ship. So it, it, it was, it was, it was very, very rocket. It was, it was funny. Well, after seeing all that and, and, and stuff from all the films, I, I think you've done a, um, a pretty good service remembering what you did. Um, how was it like the Twitter reaction after? Like, I guess, I guess what I'm wondering are you left? Um, what was your impression of, of of Star Wars Twitter after today? It, yeah, it was eye opening. Um, after we left, after the meeting ended, and and we were actually going back. D twenty three did a screening of Captain Marvel later, so we were coming back to the theater, but we had a vacate for a couple hours, and so I was meeting a friend for lunch uh, downtown. And I was, you know, trying to do this brain dump and dump out as much as I could remember while I was doing it and, and while I'm walking to the restaurant. And it wasn't until we actually sat down and we ordered our food and, you know, go back to the phone. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, the replies 20 plus. OK, and I'm going through and I'm like, oh, my God. And, and I'm seeing all these responses and they're coming in faster than I can answer. But I'm, I'm still trying to do a brain dump. Because I'm realizing, oh, geez, I've got to get some more. These people are, are clamoring for information. I better get it all out there now. And then the questions. So, you know, you see the likes and you see the retweets and then you start getting the questions and and there's all this pressure like, well, I've got to I've got to answer these questions. These people are dependent on me. But it, it's funny because I, I, I'm looking around, you know, thinking how many people there were hundreds of people at this meeting. I can't be the only one <laughs> tweeting about the movie. But apparently I was because all the attention came to me. It, it really felt like Twitter just landed on my account. So it was, it was, and what, what I, what I, what I liked about it, it was pretty much almost all positive. I saw some folks on some comments, you know, where somebody had tweeted something I had said, and then you get into some comments that, you know, it's the whole reason why you never read the comments online. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hate to see that, but, but the people I interacted with were almost all very positive, very excited, very appreciative and very nice. You know, I got a lot of folks, you know, Hey, how's your dad and all that? So, I mean, I, I was really encouraged. The people I interacted with, I thought, gave a very good, good face to to Star Wars Twitter. Um, well, and awesome. they are starved for information. I mean, really <laughs> starved for information. And I, I, and I, I realize that because you know I I have almost nothing. You know, this is the first time we've seen footage, but I don't think I really appreciated how hungry some of these folks are for information, in until they descended. Uh, so, and I, and I, I'm very glad to be able to provide it, and I'm glad people appreciated that. Uh, if there's anyone who thought anything, I, I think on the Star Wars stuff, because we didn't really have any context for anything, none of it's really a spoiler. Some people uh, kind of got the sense on the Avengers thing, they thought that was a little bit spoilery, and that's my bad. I didn't call that out. I didn't really think it was a spoiler, but, you know, it's not what I think is a spoiler. It's what they think. Mm. But uh, the Star Wars folks all seemed very, very excited. Uh, and, and as we commented before, a lot of attention all around Kylo Ren. So some people seem very, very uh, excited and enthused, uh, more so even than they were before. So I'll be glad when some of this footage makes its way into that first teaser mm -hmm. and, you know, they get some real meat and they can actually see, I'll, I'll be interested to see how much I got wrong and how much I remembered wrong. When, when the scene comes out and EW does a trailer breakdown and I actually go, <laughs> Oh, you idiot. That wasn't so-and-so that was this person or, Oh, that was a different ship. So 
Well, I, I, I am I am friends with Anthony, who does the, all the the Star Wars stuff at EW. So I'll I'll tell him oh. to take it easy on you. So uh, <laughs> he's he's actually one of the most delightful men I've ever met. So he, he'll he'll be fine. It's it's not him that you have to worry about. Um, <laughs> it's that it's at YouTube dot com. That's that's where the action's at. I, I guess what, what what did you come out of um, the whole thing most excited about? Oh, it's I mean I, I, obviously. You know, episode nine, very, very psyched to see. Uh, Galaxy's Edge is going to be amazing. I'm a huge Disney Parks fan, and uh, they showed us a a, a, a short video clip of, of somebody taking a camera around Galaxy's Edge out in Anaheim. Um, no construction activity going around. This is all finished stuff, and it just looks it, it you know it looks like the movie. It looks like you're really there, and I'm I I can't wait to actually you know, be in Star Wars yeah. in that environment. That, that's what I, I, I so hope that they've done or they do is that they film something there, whether it's for this show or for, you know, the Mandalorian or whatever. So then people can actually, like they're on a Star Wars set. Like I know it's amazing that it's like this interactive world, but it would just be, it would just add some amazing bit of specialness if like, cause you know, I've been to places where they film star Wars and it's like incredible, you know, you're out in the desert and you know, it's like, Hey, 40 years ago, George Lucas was here and that would be uh, so cool. So bet for you seeing the footage without anyone else there and no construction, it was like a movie set. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it was actually a little bit, be- I mean, a movie set, you kind of have the image, you know, it looks good if you look at it from this angle, but if you pull back a little bit, you're going to see, you know, these gotcha. people working over here and others. But this was 360 degrees everywhere you looked real. There, there's a great scene where there's some, some vantage points that you can look down on the Falcon. So it's up in those buildings mm-hmm. around the Falcon at the space, at the uh, uh, spaceport there. And look, the, the scene looking out the window, looking down on the Falcon. I mean, it, it, it's the real thing. It, 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 because some people were talking online a couple weeks ago, wondering why, why did they finish the top? You know, you're standing below it, you probably can't see the top. Well, it's because you get to see the top. You get to see so many different vantage points of this world. And every angle you look at it, it looks real. It, it's, I, I think it's going to blow people away. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I. Uh, when, when are you planning on hitting that one up, Scott? Uh, I am going out for D twenty three Expo in August, so that will be our chance to see it in Anaheim, and hopefully, I'll be down at Disney World in November, uh, and and definitely by November, both uh, attractions should be open. Since they announced today the opening dates, they also announced that it was opening in phases. So, phase one, the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run ride will be attraction will be open. The uh, Rise of the Resistance will not be open until Phase Two, so later in the year. So I'm I'm pretty hopeful that by uh, November, uh, that should be open down at Disney World. So so I should get two shots at it this year, hopefully. Nice. Yeah, I saw um a bit of mixed reaction to them having like them sort of rolling out what was opening, but I don't I don't know. I sort of like well, if you're going in. May or or whenever it's opening, I guess it was. I think it was May thirty first. But if you're going in that time, like, wouldn't you rather it half being open than it not being open? Like, it just, I don't know. It it, it seemed like a, a smarter thing to do just to 
get people in there quicker and also to work out, you know, from a business mm-hmm. side, the logistics of working the ice cream machine before you have to <laughs> have people go on the, um, you know, the, the big rise of the resistance ride. But yeah, I, 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 I sort of don't see a downside to them opening it. It, it, it seems smart. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And obviously, as complex a attraction as Rise of the Resistance is going to be, it's not surprising that they want more time to work that out. And, you know, why hold up everything else just for that? And, and, and I can understand some people who, you know, hey, I'm going down to Disney World and I'm going to make one trip, you know, because people like me go multiple times in a year. There's a lot of folks. Disney World is a you know, once in a lifetime trip or a once every now and then trip. Mm-hmm. And so I can see people who were saying, Hey, I'm going to get to go this fall and see it all. And then they find out, well, maybe not, you know, some of those folks may want to push a trip back perhaps, or, or I could see some disappointment there, but uh, you know, if, if it gets people in the door and gets people enjoying it and experiencing it. And uh, like you said, working out some of the issues, I'd rather do it that way. And, and Disney knows what they're doing on this stuff. So I, I trust that if they, if they think a two phase uh, rollout makes sense, you know, then that probably makes sense. Yeah. And I guess the other thing is that they never said when it was opening, like it's opening earlier than expected. So it's sort of, it's not like people have like gone, I'm booking my ticket June 3rd. I want to see it all. So but um, it's much earlier, it's much earlier than I was expecting. You know, they've been saying summer Anaheim and, I was figuring, you know, June, the late May is pretty good. Disney World, definitely, I was not expecting them to announce an opening date as early as they uh, as they have. So that, w- that was a big surprise. I expected that to be, you know, a few months past that. So I think that's great. Well, what, what's, you know, you, you seem pretty seasoned. What's the best attraction in all the Disney parks? Oh, that's, that's. That's like asking people, you know, which kid's your favorite and things like that. Well, I mean, I've, I, I, I am, I've only I am, got one kid, so it's easy. <laughs> we don't have any. We just have a dog. So uh, that's also quite easy to pick out my favorite. But I, I mean, my my personal, I'm a old school classic Magic Kingdom guy. So, I mean, I love things like Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Haunted Mansion. Although I will say Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland is the best. Pirates at Disney World, not as good. Um but still fun. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of like some of the more modern rides at, at out of California Adventure, I love uh, uh, the Mission Breakout, the uh, the Guardians ride. I thought oh, they did an yeah. amazing job on that. And for all the uh, grumbling and complaining people did and, and poo pooing the whole idea of you know changing that ride over, I think they did a phenomenal job. I mean, uh, you know that that is one I, I enjoy every time I go out there. Yeah, my wife was a little bit upset about that getting changed. I haven't been on the new one yet, but we live in old, we live in West Hollywood and we've got our own Twilight Zone elevator that is currently not working at all. So I, <laughs> I, I feel like I get to ride that every day. I've, I've become an expert on um, fixing elevator doors. It's just the, 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 the 40s were not a, um, a golden age of elevator installation, I'm guessing. <laughs> Because this thing is, I, I I would be happy if it got turned into the Guardians of Galaxy. That'd be great for me. If I so <laughs> help me out, Bobby. I, um, I guess a- anything else that um that comes to mind from from the whole day. I mean, it, it was a. I mean, today was a lot of fun. It, it's always fun going to the shareholder meeting. You get the you know 
pictures with characters. You get to see all this great news. Um, you know, we got to see Captain Marvel a little bit early uh, compared to uh, the folks who got to see it tonight. Nice. It's it's just a lot of fun, and, and having having shared some information out there that a lot of people really enjoyed just kind of added to that day. It was a little crazy. But uh, I mean, I even saw some people shared, uh, you know, I was getting included in some Nerdist news video for today and Slash Film. And I'm almost scared to go look at them just because I'm um, I'm one of those people who does not like, you know, you hear the sound of your voice and it never sounds like what you think. And so you're like, well, I don't know if, you know, how am I going to sound? And and I'm like, oh, my God, there's my Twitter profile on my page up on some Nerdist video. Do I even want to go look at that? What are they digging around in there? Don't go looking at all the tweets, you know. (laughs) I wasn't. I didn't think I had to go clean stuff out. I mean, my 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 timeline's pretty good, but uh, I was not expecting to be the center of attention today. So I'll I'll be happy when the spotlight moves off. It's it's kind of fun, but uh, it's a lot of pressure. It's oh, that, a lot of pressure to that, get right. That, that that's how you and me are very different, Scott. I I, I would like the limelight every day. Thank you very much. <laughs> please, please. Well, you you've done a great job. I you know for. I, I, I couldn't have hoped for a, uh, a better person in there to report back from. And, and your voice sounds great. You've got a, a, a great voice for radio, Scott. <laughs> right. nice, nice. I, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. So there must be something to it then. Nice bit of boom. So are your hopes high for the Disney Corporation? Are you considering buying a second share in the company? Uh, I do have more than one share. We, we have a few. Um, it's actually been a great, uh, they, they talked about in the financial results, I think over the last 10 years, uh, Disney's returned 722% Oof. and the S and P 400's only done 400 and some percent, which is still pretty good, but Disney has been a great investment. The company honestly is really firing on all cylinders. I mean, the theme parks are doing great. The movie business is, is they, they did over 7 billion in, uh, uh, worldwide box office. Uh, for the second time, only studio that's ever done that with the 21st Century Fox acquisition, they own so much content. They they showed actually a sizzle reel just focusing on 20th Century Fox content that they now own. And, you know, Titanic, Die Hard, um, you know, Avatar. It, it's just amazing the stuff that all falls under the Disney umbrella. You know, I guess John McClane's a Disney princess now, so... <laughs> Yippee ki yay! Um, exactly, Scott. I, I, if you've got anything that you'd like to uh, to promote, or your Twitter, or you just like to um, to just live life, a, a, a guy in St. Louis, it, it's your call. But if you want to plug your Twitter or anything else, uh, please do so. Uh, sure. I mean, I'm I'm pretty easy to find online. I'm uh, at Ladwig, L A D E W I G. I'm at Ladwig on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, I also have a, a side account called at real Aloha Elvis, who's a little Lego Elvis that I take on all my trips. And, and a lot of my friends like following along on his adventures as ah. we go to Disney and go on cruises. So that's fun. So if people want to check that out, that's cool. Nice. Um, my, my... And I've got a web, I've got a website too, uh, Don't keep it up as often as I do or as often as I should. But uh, I, I'm going to try and get back into doing some more blogging there on, on travel and, and, and my adventures. Awesome. Now, I guess something just popped in my head. Why was it in St. Louis? Disney moves their shareholder meeting around to all different cities. And so 
Uh, they were in St. Louis this year. I believe it was Houston last year. They were in Chicago a few years back. I, this is my third meeting. I've been to the meetings in Kansas City, Chicago, and St. Louis. So it, 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 Disney, I think, just wants to move it around the country to, to reach different you know, shareholders who maybe can't always get out to where the meetings are because a lot of companies will hold the meeting in the same city year after year. Mm. And but what's interesting is you get a lot of local people, but then you get a lot of there are people from who are from L.A. at this meeting. Uh, a lot of different people fly out, you know, every year wherever it's at. So it's kind of a nice uh, mix of people. And then D23 usually has an event that coincides with it at the Chicago meeting. They showed a Zootopia, had a little mixer. You know, this year was Captain Marvel. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Okay. So you flew in for it? No, I live in St. Louis. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. I um, live here. So, so it was in, um, you know, right in my backyard. Yeah. Cause one of your first tweets when Slimo was hitting you up for information and you replied, I have to go put my gloves on or something. It was something it's like cold here. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God, he has to put gloves on for the tweets. He's like, this is going to be some <laughs> hot information. He needs to have gloves on. He can't have, obviously the info is hot or he can't have his fingerprints like attached to this or something. I was like, this is going to be this is some red hot tweets that are going to come down from um, Scott's feed right now. So, but, and, and they were, no, it, it, it was, it was just cold. It was just cold. It's been cold in St. Louis. Uh, we were at like almost, like single digits, 10 degrees uh, over the weekend, but it's going to be 60 on Saturday. So the weather's kind of up and down here. But today it was pretty chilly outside, so I needed to put my gloves on while we walked to the restaurant for lunch. Mate, I think the weather was fine. You just knew the information you were about to drop was going to light things up. Um, we we always um, conclude the the show with, uh, and you sort of talked about it, I think. But what are you most looking forward to in Star Wars? You've got the the Disney Plus thing about to roll out with like the mm-hmm. Mandalorian, the Cassian show, Clone Wars coming back. Um, you know, you've got Episode Nine. Uh, all these other films that are in pre-production and Galaxy's Edge. What 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 are you? What is the one thing that you just like? That's for me. Galaxy's Edge is probably the thing I'm most excited about, mm-hmm. just because you get to live the movie. I mean, I'm excited for it all. Obviously, I mean, I you know I've got shelves with all the books, old timeline, new timeline. We've got you know the movies. You know, I mean, I I I go. I go back to, you know, eight years old watching that Star Destroyer fill the movie screen back in 77, and I was hooked. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've been a longtime fan. I may not get into the minutiae of every little rumor, but definitely a longtime fan. And uh, the the idea of actually being able to finally step into that world and be surrounded by it, uh, that's just awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, well, well, all of a sudden you are the minutiae. That is, that is, you are the, you're the pinnacle of Star Wars nerddom today. And uh, we salute you. Scott, thank you so much. Um, You've been very generous with your time and, you know, you're really um, at at a time in Star Wars fandom where we are at peak thirst. We are, we are going through the Jakku desert and, and it turned. We saw Scott in the distance, and it and you turned out not to be a mirage. You were a real person <laughs> with actual eyeballs that had seen scenes from Episode Nine. So, um, thanks so much, man. I, I can't thank you enough. Oh, you're very welcome. My pleasure. All the best for your father as well, man. I hope. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, like I said, finger fingers crossed. Um, I, I have a feeling they'll get him sorted out. That, that, that's awesome. And 
I guess he'll be, um, I guess, sort of chuffed to know that hundreds of Star Wars fans have wished him yeah. well tonight. I'm definitely going to share that with him. He'll get a kick out of that, I think. That's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, thanks so much, Scott. Really appreciate it. And may that force be with you. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to me salivating over Scott's descriptions of the Star Wars Episode Nine footage that he saw this week. Thank you so much, Scott, for taking some time out uh, from your hectic schedule, looking after your dad, uh, making Star Wars news to uh, be on the pod. It's so appreciated, and uh, you killed it. That was, that was awesome. If you enjoyed the episode, I really, really appreciate if you can try help spread the word. A simple retweet on Twitter or a post on Facebook. If you're in a Star Wars group, uh, let your other group members know about the exciting stuff that Scott was talking about on the episode. It so helps us out to get new listeners, and it's an easy way to say thanks for this week's pod. So I so appreciate that. If you're on iTunes, it would be cool to get a uh, sweet five-star review that bumps us up the rankings and lets other potential listeners know we're doing good stuff. And if you want to support the podcast in a small financial way, and get a grip of bonus content, please consider joining the Steel Wars Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. Each week we have at least one, sometimes two bonus episodes, and this week is no exception. We've got a new Robbo report with uh, my very opinionated friend Robbo and I discussing whatever comes to mind about Star Wars and uh, this week we talked a fair bit about uh, Galaxy's Edge and we rate all the EU Darth names and there are some doozies in there let me tell you also the other bonus episode that is about to go up is the Patreon Q&A where um, you guys get to ask us to talk about anything, answer questions, um, comments. It's all there, and it's a, it's a super fun, rambling show. And this week, there'll be a third episode, which will be on both feeds. There'll be a new Struthers Wars, where it's kind of like our best of show, where Eric Struthers interviews a Steel Wars Patreon, and they talk about their favorite clips and memories from past podcasts, as well as their Star Wars fandom. So that's an awesome way to uh, find out about episodes you might want to hear. So all that will be going up over the weekend. Well, the Struthers Wars will be coming up over the weekend on the main feed and the Patreon feed. The Robbo Report is already on the Patreon feed, and the Q&A will be up on the Patreon feed in the next couple of hours also. And if you haven't already, go back and check last episode, 198, where Star Wars artist Hugh Fleming recounts what went into the painting of his Phantom Menace Dark Horse comic covers. Hugh, uh, a fellow Melbourneian, had uh, the honour of painting the four covers of the theatrical release adaption of The Phantom Menace back in 1999 and we go through all the stages including when he got sent a fat envelope filled with never before seen phantom menace spoilers 
uh, a very exciting time and uh, a great podcast. So check that one out on both the free and the Patreon feed. Don't forget our merch store at steelwars.com and merchostore.com has got two sales. You can get a buy one t-shirt, get one half off offer, or you can get a four t-shirt mystery pack and uh, score four tees for $39.95. That's under 10 bucks a tee in your size of choice. And uh, you'll get a gamut of our previous prints, like the Yarvin print, the Blue Milk Classic, and the Your Snoke Theory Sucks t-shirt as well. And I'll chuck in a bunch of stickers. So uh, if you want to get teed up and support the pod, uh, check that out. There's a link in the show notes. And also coming up next week, we'll have the uh, premiere on YouTube of our 200th episode live at the Scum and Villainy Cantina. And it's a full-length, in-depth conversation with Eric Walker, who played Mace Tawani in the Ewok Adventure, A Caravan of Courage, and the Battle for Endor. He talks about working with Warwick Davis, with George Lucas, um, some very surprising visitors to the set, and so much more. And uh, that'll be in video on the Steel Wars YouTube and on the normal podcast feed also. And also next week, keep your Twitter feed open as we'll be announcing tickets, I think, for our live podcast at Star Wars Celebration. We are just confirming details with the bar in question and uh, I hope to have tickets up real soon. We'll, we'll open it up for patrons first and then a couple of days later put them out for general sales. But uh, I, I cannot wait. That is going to be the best fun Star Wars celebration one month away. It's going to be the best. Thanks again and may that force be with you. 